There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Live Casino Hotel Philadelphia. The Phillies are coming home to Citizens Bank Park for three games. They would have loved to have gotten both games on the road in San Diego in the NLCS, but they did split. Manager Rob Thompson, his message to the team was basically just like the Atlanta series. You took game one on the road, you lost game two, but you came home and you took care of business. And he believes the Phillies will do that again. Let's listen to a couple of good conversations here. Scott Boris has six clients on the Phillies, including Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, Nick Castellanos, Alec Bohm. He has some interesting perspective on this team and his clients. And we start with the man who put this ball club together, Phillies president Dave Dombrowski. Enjoy the conversation. All right, we are joined by Phillies president Dave Dombrowski. And, and Dave, it's interesting with the pitching and how good it's been with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Maybe a couple years, Aaron Nola wasn't at his best in September. Zach Wheeler, you shut him down for a little bit. What have you done to have these guys ready for this postseason? Well, not necessarily. When I say what have I done, it's really the organizational aspect of it. It's really the pitching people that have really done most of it. And Caleb and um, Brian Kaplan is our pitching assistant. But also along with our conditioning and training. Because the two Two of them are different. I think in Zach Wheeler's case, he's been strong last year, had a lot of inning. He had a little bit of tenderness in his elbow, as we had talked about. I think he could have pitched through it. He wanted to pitch through it. But we really thought at the time it was best to shut him down, get him some rest, and let him go forward from there. Aaron Nola's case was a whole different story because I remember last year after the season and he had the reputation, deserved or undeserved, he didn't pitch as well down the stretch, but he pitched a lot of innings, is what could we do to... Uh, refine him to be strong at the end of the year. And he really has changed his work habits in many ways. And and he's in a spot where he's such a hard worker, but sometimes over a long season, being that hard of a worker, you can tire out at the end of the year. So this year, I think he listened to his body more with all those individuals helping him, where all of a sudden he cut back on some of the things that he did to be stronger at this time of year, which, as you can see, has paid off. I remember since day one when you got here, you said you are confident in any series with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola on the mound. Are they pitching even a little bit better than maybe you could have imagined or dreamed of in these playoffs? Well, anytime you're putting up zeros, you're never really thinking everybody's going to put just put shutouts all the time. But I do feel that um, that they're very capable of being top of the rotation type guys and you can get quality outings. But right now, when they're going out there and they're throwing the way they are, I don't think anybody could ask you to go out there and throw shutouts on a consistent basis against good teams. So this team on paper was always good from the beginning, but it had to come together. When did you get a sense, maybe late in the season or even in the postseason, that the vibe is there, the confidence and the togetherness as a team? Well, I think we've shown spurts of that all throughout the year. And I think really when Rob Thompson came in and we took off on that winning streak and we showed what we could do, but there's different 
time factors in the season. I mean, you go through different transitional periods. And so we showed that, I think we showed the capabilities that we had those qualities. But then in September, we sputtered a little bit. I mean, really, so whatever the reason, we just weren't playing quite as well. Zach was shut down, Harper came back, wasn't swinging quite as well, so they're a combination of factors. But I think really as we start going on that road trip and we got out of Chicago and went to Washington, people forget that second game going into the second game in Washington, the doubleheader on Saturday. We were tied with Milwaukee at that time. So we really came together at those particular days, that Saturday night, the Sunday, and then we went into Houston and got the big performance from from Nola and then also the three solo home runs. So really at that time, I really thought, okay, you could see it's here. But then I think once we went into St. Louis and won those ball games, you could see that the final touches were there. I think they believed that they could beat anybody at that time. I remember talking with you about Kyle Schwarber and you wanted somebody with playoff experience. And we hear from all the guys about the type of leader he is. Rob Thompson said he may be the best leader he's ever been around. How about you as far as his leadership? Well, he's outstanding. I mean, I think he's there's very few players that I've ever been around that are like him. Not only is he a good player, which he is, but he's also uh, the leader. He shows you by example what he means, but he's also not afraid to say something to people if things aren't being done the right way, but he does it in a non-confrontational way, the way a leader and a winner would do. So there are not many players like him in the game of baseball at this point, nor have I had many like him throughout my career. The only guy I would ever really kind of compare him to that I've had with a club that I've been with, and it was for a short time period, as somebody can relate to, would be uh, Darren Dalton when I was, we acquired him when I was with the Marlins in 97. He walked in and made a difference immediately, and that's what uh, Schwartz has done over here. Talking about making a difference, I haven't been able to talk to you about Citizens Bank Park for the NLDS. You've been around some great playoff atmospheres in your career. Can you compare it to other things in your career that you've seen? Well, it doesn't get any better than that, I can <laughs> say that. I mean, most places you go to are raucous and I'll, I'll give you that home field advantage, but that was phenomenal, just as you, it was electric. And so um, we're looking forward to getting back there this weekend because we're in a position that, you, that makes a difference with that type of environment. And it can be, you know, to the other team, it can be imposing. So uh, that is definitely the home field advantage for us. And, and really that's as special as it gets. Is it the perfect timing for Kyle Schwarber? It looks like getting locked in and Bryce Harper, he said it was a struggle. It was a grind when he came back from his thumb injury, but he has taken off in the postseason. Yes, he, they, he has. And I do think that uh, Kyle can get to that point too. You know, that's one thing about good players and they're both you know, good players. I mean, there's not any better really than Bryce in the game of baseball and Schwarber's is the best power hitting, if not the best power hitting guy, maybe he and Judge. But you look for them to get hot at the right time. And they're both doing something along those lines right now. And one thing about both of them is they get hot and they can stay hot and they can also hit good pitching. So that's something that's not easy to do. And in the postseason, those are the type of players that can lead you to victory. What kind of feeling does it give you when you bring in a guy like Brandon Marsh and you said, we think we can help him with his hitting and to see have see him have the moments that he's had with his hitting because a lot of people were saying hey we'll just take his defense in center field well it's really it's it's gratifying because it's gratifying for the people that made the recommendation and somebody like kevin long who 
basically dissected his tapes and videos to say that I think that this can get done. So it's really, it's gratifying for the whole organization. And we did talk about his defense and how much he would make us better, but we did think he'll hit. And you, and I think there's more in the tank there. I think in future years, he's going to be a guy you're talking about making all-star teams in center field because he's not only that good defensively, but he's got pop in his bat and he's got real gung-ho personality on the field. So it uh, makes you feel good as an organization. There was a worry going into the postseason a little bit about who you could trust in the bullpen. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, maybe they made some adjustments here and there, but how impressed have you been with their stuff and what they're doing out there? Well, extremely. I mean, their stuff is as good as anybody's in baseball. Uh, in Alvarado's case, I think he has shown the consistency over the months that you really believed in him. Sir Anthony, we saw what he had done until he came back with that injury. And really what our, one of our goals were at that point was to be in a position where we said, we need to get him back to how he was. And some of the work that he did and with our pitching coaches, uh, he was able to get back to that point. So when those two go out there, they're as dominating as any back-end pitchers in the game of baseball. And you feel when you have a lead in a close game that they won't always do it because that's how it works in baseball, but you have as good a chance of doing it as anybody. With the way this team is playing and the confidence level, getting hot at the right time, do you believe you have arguably the best team in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball, or they can beat anybody? Well, we have one of the best teams in baseball. We're in the final four. There's no question. I think we can beat anybody. But now you can say all you want. You have to go out and do it. I think we have the capabilities of doing it. I think they believe in themselves. But we're going to lose a game, I would guess, sometimes along the road here like we did against uh, Atlanta. But we bounced right back at that point. So, yeah, I think we can hang with anybody in baseball at this point and beat anybody at this time. Final question for you. Heading back to Philadelphia, it's going to be amazing, but how impressed have you been in each of these game ones on the road, taking command, taking control of a series? Well, it's a winning ball club, and it's been impressive, and it's been led by our starting pitching, too. I mean, that's really been important. But the overall environment that's been created here, winning game one on the road in these series, short series, if it's a three-game or five-game series, and now a seven, it's extremely important win to get if you possibly can. So, our guys have really handled themselves well. I, I, you know, the bond of maybe the 10-day road trip at the end of the year that ended up leading to 18 days at one time. We've only been home two times in like the last 20-some days. So um, there's been a lot of bonding, and it's been impressive in how they've risen to the occasion. Now you always wear nice sport jackets, sport coats, but we, we'd much rather see you celebrating in the clubhouse with the champagne. Well, I like that look much better. Today uh, on the road, it's not always quite the same way, but today's travel day for us. But, uh, yeah, I like that champagne look a lot better myself, too. Thanks a lot for your time, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me. All right, we are joined by Scott Boris, and Forbes calls Scott Boris the most successful sports agent in the world. So it's a pleasure for you taking the time with us here. Well, thank you for your kind words, but I represent players who play well, so I'm pretty fortunate. (laughs) Now, you got six on each team, six on the Phillies, six on the Padres. Where are your rooting interests? How do you sit through these things? I'm not divine. I kind of let the good Lord take care of what these guys do. I did write Bryce a note because Bryce has a history here at this ballpark. And I said, when you arrive here, go to left, hit it in the seats, hug your wife, kiss your kids, and get a good night's sleep. And this guy comes here and does exactly that. So I was pretty, he's hit about five or six home runs to left field here. So that's his spot. That's his spot. Yeah. Well, you called it again. So Bryce Harper, obviously choosing Philadelphia. A lot of people thought he was going to choose the West coast, but he really seems like a Philadelphia kind of guy. You know, when 
free agency is very difficult for players, but one thing I look at is where players play well. And I knew Bryce in the National League East. There's a lot of great arms in that league, and they're, they're 95-plus pitchers, and he hits that velocity well. And in Philadelphia, he hit that ballpark. is just really suited for his swing in a number of ways. And then when you look at the nature of Bryce, his father was uh, an iron worker. He has always had the grit. He's always had the desire to be his best every day, regardless of what happened yesterday. And he really had that attitude about his life and what he does. And, and that, I knew, represented Philadelphia. And John and Lee Middleton came out not once but twice to Las Vegas to meet with Bryce and Kayla. They did an unbelievable job of bringing the intent of their ownership, but also of the city to Bryce. They had this unbelievable film of all the workers in Philadelphia saying, Bryce, come here. And, and he got a real rhythm of, of, of the chefs, the police, the, the fire department, other sports figures in the town. It was really beautifully done in the recruitment process. And Bryce got a, a real inside feel for it and realized he knew it fit him. So he obviously is dealing with a lot this year. He had the thumb injury, which happened right here. And he said it was a grind when he came back. But all of a sudden, postseason hits, and under the bright lights and the pressure, he thrives on that? I think, Bryce, the best thing you can say, the harder it is, the better it is for him. Because he he has uh, goals in his career. He's been able to achieve a lot of them, few that any player could ever achieve. But obviously winning that ring and doing it for his team and his city. And, uh, and that's how he views Philadelphia. He views it as his city. You know, he's, his family's there. He has a home there. He's, he really enjoys everything about it. So it's a very personal time, the postseason, for him because he's wanting to deliver something that is his, his life's goals, his family's goals, and also for the, his teammates and the city he plays for. So he is revved up. So yeah, I guess you had dinner with John Middleton last night, and it's kind of cool because you look at the players they all have together now, and it seems like they're a Philly kind of team. And a lot of people, when Bryce came to Philly, they're probably thinking they saw him with the Nationals, they saw the hair, they saw the, the flash or the show, but I don't know if a lot of people realize how much he grinds and how hard of a worker he is, but you think the entire team now kind of encaps encapsulates that? I think this team, you know, Reese has been here a long time, and Reese is, I tease him because being an attorney, both his parents were attorneys, and, and uh, he has that intellect, but he also has that, that grind. We're from the same hometown. He has that Sacramento grind, that Valley Boy aspect to him that he adapts to. Nick Castellanos is gritty from the start, always a guy that comes with an edge to play. Uh, expects so much out of himself and when you uh, Bryson comes to the big leagues and it's like he's been in the big leagues for 10 years and he's got that grace about him bombs come here and they're devapped he's a brilliant talent he's worked and worked and worked to perfect every aspect of his game and so when you go back and look at even from uh, Garrett Stubbs, who I was just saw his parents here. My, my son played ball with him at USC. I told his grandfather when he was a freshman, he's going to be a big leaguer, and he weighed 145 pounds because he had all these tools, but he has that grit too. So it's kind of a, a combination of 
Dave Dombrowski really knows how to put a locker room together, and I give him credit for that. John supported that in, in making the steps, and he's kind of delivered to this team a core. And then, not knowing Schwarber that well, but knowing how he hit a baseball yesterday, that personified grit, talent, and power, because I don't think I've never seen a ball hit like that at this ballpark ever. You played and you've, you've followed the sport and been around the sport forever. When you see the Phillies on paper, it looked like a really, really good team. But are you seeing the intangibles now with this team, the way they play together, and it seems like they've gotten closer? Well, I don't think what people realize is that you go find a 1-2. I should say a 1-1-A. Because I watched Wheeler pitch yesterday. That's one of the best pitch games I've seen in my life. His his four-seam fastball was perfectly zoned. His his two-seam was was just always in the right spot. He was literally, with those two pitches, was unhittable. And then the bullpen was, you know, Sir Anthony and, and Alvarado were at the peak of their game. So this club, when they have that type of pitching, with that power, it, you almost have to be perfect on the other side to beat them. How about Nick Castellanos? Uh, he talked about it being an adjustment, coming to a new team. He probably didn't play to the level he wanted to this year. Do you think it was a harder adjustment for him? Nick is a contributor. He has to feel, he has to do what he expects to do, and then I think he can open up. That started to happen late in the season. Clearly happened in the postseason. Now I think he's a definite part of of the bricks of Philadelphia. And obviously that took count because he came there with great expectation. And he, he, he expects himself to reach to a Nick Castellano standard. Now I think he's done that in the postseason. Those games have really fortified his part. And I think he's going to be a lot more relaxed going forward and with the club. Reese Hoskins, he was struggling a little bit to start the playoffs. He takes some heat for his defense sometimes. What kind of moment was that for him, that home run that he hit in Philadelphia? You know, um, afterwards, the best things you learn from players, particularly someone who's so precise and intellectually planned as Reese is, because Reese had to work his way to the big leagues. He was not the 1-1 pick. He was the guy that had to, to really improve at every level of his game to get here. And I asked him, I said, when you did the, what I call the bat slam, when you did the bat slam, I go, that wasn't a bad throw. And I go, what were you thinking? He goes, I don't know. I started thinking again about two innings later. Yeah. And the point of it is you see men that work their way to a position, but the key thing is, is that their instincts allow them to manage that moment and then later on, they figure out how they did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I have a question for you. John Middleton, he, he really put it all on the line this year. Went over the luxury tax. He so badly wants to win. Is this team really set up for a couple years now, at least? Well, I think most teams that you're going to find are going to compete. The I can't explain the luxury tax other than it's antiquated because the revenues of the game are at that 13, 14 billion level. And those luxury tax things are probably at a, at a 9 billion level. So, but the reality of it is winning has for all players and owners 
a moment of illustration of what I really want to get done and what's important to you. And you give John and other owners credit that they're going to go out and put their best competitive teams together. And I think many teams are awarded for it. In this case, they did a great job of signing Wheeler. Just think if JT Riomuto went to the Mets. This is a tr an extraordinary player, one you can't find, but Philly kept him. They didn't go anywhere. And bringing in Schwarber, bringing in Nick, you could have found a lot of reasons not to bring them in. So I give them credit for bringing in character, skill, and a component that creates a core that allows resiliency in these special moments. Because yesterday, yesterday there weren't a lot of hits, but two of them went out of the ballpark. And you got to have special skill against. I, I think um, Hugh Darvish may have pitched his best postseason game. Clearly, Wheeler did. But the reality of it is, who won? And it's because you brought extraordinary talent to your team. Well, we hope to see you back in Philadelphia for a World Series, if you can make the trip. Well, all I know is that having been there once in the postseason, I must tell you that having been to all the ballparks, those fans of Philadelphia, when they're on it, there's no one like them. <laughs> we appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.